All right, sweet. You're are you ready to are you ready to rock and roll? I think I'm as ready as there will ever be. I gave I gave you no preparation. You have no nope. idea what questions I'm going to ask you. There's going to be two sets of questions. The first set okay. are longer responses, you know, one to two minutes. That there's going to be a lightning round at the very end. I'm hoping <laughs> that this whole thing is done in 15 minutes or so, but it'll probably end up being, uh, you know, four or five hours by the time we're done. You and I have a bad habit of being, you know, we, we, we we're talk a little lazy. I know. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, I'm, I'm excited to share this with the team. So my first question is, uh, why did you take this job? So when I first met you, uh, you were, you know, you were highly recruited and you have great pedigree and incredible experience. So I'm curious, why, why did you, why did you take our offer versus the other options or, um, you know, opportunities you had? an excellent question. So, you know, I think it's probably a, a culmination of, of several variables. Uh, you know, I've worked with smaller, mid-sized and larger organizations, and I think each of them have, you know, their strengths and, and areas of growth. And I think, you know, coming off of my last opportunity, I was looking for something that I could really help grow from kind of the, the onset of the organization. I think when I've been happiest, I've been, you know, with that small core team and really starting to lay that foundation from the beginning to help grow and scale and, and just get things right from the, the onset. Um, I think, you know, sometimes it's difficult if we, you know, grow too quickly and aren't able to put, again, that foundation in place, then there's a lot of, you know, perhaps like cleanup or, or things to kind of get back to. And and so that was definitely something I was looking for. You know, I did, I looked at large organizations, I looked at small, I looked at in between. And, you know, when, when you reached out, Rob, I really just kind of seemed like right place, right time. And I really was, you know, the, a great next step for me to, to join a team at Maraca at your stage of growth really early on and already having established such a fantastic team in Idaho and, you know, looking, um, you know, for a teammate like myself who was ready to kind of, you know, get my hands dirty and, and really kind of, you know, make something great for the future. You know, like with Maraca, um, I also, I love the values. I love the mission. I just love everything about, you know, wanting to provide those highly high quality services and to be, be the best of the best, because that's what our, our families deserve. That's what our employees deserve. And, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one thing you just said reminds me of uh, a quote that's on our website. I don't know where it originated, but um, I read it and it really struck me. This was at a, a formative time when we were like really thinking about Maraca's future a couple of years ago. And um, the quote is, nobody climbs a mountain to get to the middle, right? Like you don't climb a mountain to get to the middle. And that's really where we're at. Like we're not climbing this mountain to get to the middle. We, we want to get to the top. Um, we want to be the best that we can be. And uh, I think the best that we can be is also... Um, highly, highly competitive uh, in, in the industry as a whole. So yeah, we're, I'm super proud of the team that we've got and uh, certainly adding you to the team is gonna uh, continue to make that better and better. So, all right, my next question, tell, the, tell all these superstars that you're working with now what you want them to know regarding your background and experience. 
Yeah. So I grew up in Louisiana and then I lived in Alabama for five years and now I live in Florida. So I feel like you'll probably hear my, my Southern-ness come out at times. So probably a little bit different from Idaho. So I'll probably kind of bring a different perspective. Uh, I say y'all a lot and, uh, I sometimes will say fix into you, which, you know, took me a long time to figure out. They're used to the Southern charm because we say y'all. That's true. It's Texas. Okay. okay. You're good. You're in good company there, but yeah. Uh, I'll make friends. Um, So yeah, that's that's definitely part of me. Um, You know, I think what I would want the team to know is that how much I value the mentorship that I received, you know, in my time as, as being especially a new behavior analyst during my early years where there wasn't even an RBT certification yet, uh, and just kind of growing up in the field during that time and just being so thankful for the opportunities that I was provided, um, I definitely was told by a mentor early on, uh, always say yes. You know, there'll be a a time when you're kind of come to that point in your career where like, okay, I can say no. And he was like, Nicole, now it's not the time for you to say no. (laughs) You say yes and, and you keep moving forward to all the opportunities that you've been given. And so... I just think back about, again, all of the the mentors that I've had over the years. And I know we talked about this, Rob, that I feel like is particularly at Maraca, but, you know, continued on in my career. It's my opportunity to give back, to give that same mentorship um, to, you know, new and experienced behavior analysts um, to be able to give that contribution to the field. And and that's what, you know, I really value in, in leaders as well as try to, you know, provide that same support to the team. I definitely try to put um, compassion and servant leadership at the forefront of of everything um, that I do, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, conversation with the family or an RBT or BCBA or, or the leadership team, you know, that should be that we should always be leading with kindness, I think, first and foremost. Uh, and then also looking at things with a behavior, a behavior analytic lens. Uh, so I try to with every decision, really, you know, use the science of, of behavior that we know and love to be able to problem solve and, and move forward as a team. Um, I also never want to see myself as the, the smartest person in the room. I want to learn and grow from others, and I want to be surrounded by people that can teach me something new every day. I think that was another reason why I chose Morocco because I knew that I would be able to get that uh, that environment here. Um, I guess maybe some quirky things about myself. Uh, I love, I love coffee, probably a little bit too much. You'll probably definitely be seeing me uh, drink coffee throughout the day. Uh, I um, am pretty attention to detail. So and I was joking with you, Rob, like, I'll read an email like three times before I send it. It really bothers me if I have something incorrect on it. Uh, I love I love to joke around and, and get to know people, um, get to know your personal history and stories. Um, I have a daughter. Her name's Marley Marie McMillan. I like a good alliteration. Uh, actually, today is her birthday. So happy birthday, Marley. She turned three. Uh, and then I also always joke, like I say, oh, I have a daughter and also have a husband. <laughs> his, name is, his name is Jason. Uh, he's He's been with me uh, you know, through graduate school and, and kind of seen the, the ups and downs of, of the journey and kind of, you know, always there uh, to support me and definitely my biggest cheerleader. 
And then we also have two rescue dogs who you'll probably see, you know, coming in and out of, of the frame um, on Zoom, uh, Bobo and Deuce. So we've had Bobo, gosh, um, he's like nine or 10 now. Um, we always joke because I'll say like, oh, yeah, isn't he like 12? My husband's like, no, like, stop adding on uh, years to him. But uh, we rescued him back in Alabama. And then um, Deuce, we got a probably right before I found out I was pregnant with Marley. So it was like, here's, we're adding another dog to the family and then about to have a baby. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my family life. Um, you know, things I love to do in my free time outside of, of work, um, I love, um, hot yoga. Uh, I've been really getting back into it recently, kind of during my transition between opportunities. And so I'm hoping to keep myself, kind of on a good schedule. So maybe everyone can be my accountability partner and ask me like when the last time I went to make sure I keep going. Uh, I love, I love the beach. So, you know, we live in St. Petersburg, Florida. So we're pretty close to the beach and I love spending time outside in the Florida weather. Um, and just let's not not talk so much about the beautiful Florida weather, the beautiful Florida beaches. You know, with us, with us uh, northerners up here. No, <laughs> but yeah, I am but a you little. Have the, you have the mountains. You have the snow. Yeah. You have the seasons. We don't really have it's, seasons. We just I have know, like. It's <laughs> beautiful. I've, I've said that multiple times. It's like it's the most beautiful place I've ever lived by by far. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonderful. can't wait to visit and, and see it. I've never been to Idaho. I think maybe, like I was telling you, Rob. I think. I might have gone like when I was in middle school, my grandparents took me on a road trip, like all up the East Coast and all up the West Coast. And so I think we maybe like kind of passed through the tip of Idaho. And then ironically, um, I was going to, it's a perfect time to tell the team too, because I was talking to you about it yesterday, Rob. But um, last night, my husband was like, where's the company based out again? Iowa? And I was like, no, it's Idaho. And so I was telling him about, about the shirt, about the Idaho. It says Iowa. And so I was telling him about that. But I thought that was pretty, uh, it's like, it's pretty serendipitous. It's maybe that's a, a good sign. Texans think it's Ohio. Um, in fact, I have a very amazing voicemail. I'm going to let you listen to it at one point. It's from um, it's from my my son's friend. When we moved from Texas a couple of years ago, um, one of my son's friends gave him a call and left him a voicemail. And he's like, "Hey, Andrew, this is Grant. Um, I just I'm just checking in on you. See how you uh, how you doing since you left the school? Uh, uh, how are things up in Ohio? Uh, 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 up north with them Yankees? That's what he said." <laughs> That's all he said. He's like, he, Tex- Texans, they're not, they, they, they have no idea where yeah, Idaho is. Like, right. It's like <laughs> Iowa or Ohio or one of those. It's up here. So, yeah. yeah. I like how he said up there with, up north with them Yankees. The Yankees. That's a typical Texan right there. That's like a little <laughs> Texas boy. Thinks we're the Yankees. Those Yankees. <laughs> That's all. I don't know. Um, All right. My next question is, what attracts you to clinical operations? So one of the reasons why we were uh, so excited uh, in bringing you onto the team was at the key stage of the company that we're in, we're really trying to find, um, superstars who can have, uh, who can assume lots of responsibility to help run day-to-day operations so that Katie and I can focus on culture building, context setting, leadership development, all the things that like CEOs need to be working on. Um, and unfortunately you're not able to do a lot of those things while you're still doing a lot of day-to-day operations, right? So we've been here before where, uh, you know, we start to transition day-to-day operations to 
really great leaders like yourself. So I'm curious, like what attracts you to operations? You're a BCBAD, you're a strong clinician, um, and yet you're also interested in operations. So I'm just curious, like what, what attracts you to that? I think, you know, throughout different roles that I've held, I always kind of find myself kind of leaning in that direction. You know, I will 100% be a clinician at heart and lead with clinical excellence. Like that has to be the forefront of any type of service delivery model, center-based, in-home, hybrid. Clinical excellence has to be at the forefront. Um, and as much as I love developing clinical quality systems and, and kind of some quality assurance measures there. Uh, you can't execute on that with having the out having the appropriate operations. And so I think I've seen where sometimes we conceptualize them as two different entities, like, oh, well, you're clinical and oh, well, you're operational. And I think, you know, what, what we talked about, Rob, too, and I feel very strongly in is that it really needs to be a nice blended marriage of the two in order to ha really have a successful organization to be able to scale and grow. You know, I can't have you know, really solid, you know, clinical initiatives if the appropriate operations aren't in place. I can't really scale, you know, those quality initiatives unless I keep operations in mind when I'm conceptualizing those quality initiatives. And so, you know, as much as my positions have kind of waxed and waned, I think, again, when I found the most joy and found the most success is when I've had a role in which I kind of can wear both of those hats successfully um, to be able to help the organization move forward and, and be able to meet those operational KPIs, but as well as the clinical KPIs and really look at them simultaneously, again, to make sure, you know, we're not focusing too heavily on one without considering the other. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. You know, my... Um... My area of expertise in, is in behavioral systems and, uh, and performance management. That's what I did my, my dissertation research on. And I remember my advisor, uh, I want to do like a performance management project. And she was like, no, 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 Rob, like you can do that. But in your, in your dissertation, like in your, in your, um, in your early chapters, like you really need to take a really deep dive in behavioral systems. And I was really opposed. I was like, why do I have to do this? Like, let me just talk about performance management. And she's like, no, Rob, you have to do this. And I'm so grateful I did because I, it was then when I started to recognize how critical it is that all parts of the company, all three levels of the organization are working together. They need to be commensurate. What happens when you have one part of one, one, one function of a company that's, that's over-optimized, it typically leads to sub-optimization in other parts. So for example, like what you were talking about, you could have really great ops outcomes and really poor clinical outcomes, or you could have really great clinical outcomes and really poor ops outcomes. And so really like the benefit that Maraca has is we have really strong operations leaders with very strong clinical backgrounds. And that's why we get the, the, the good outcomes that we do. Um, it's really important that all levels of the organization are aligned. When you, when you, have, when you have misalignment, you yes. know, it's, it's typically does not lead to good things. So um, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think that was uh, really great, great to hear. Um, okay, here's our, here's our lightning round questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, what's your rapper name? Oh man, these are good. Oh, I don't know if I have a rapper name. 
If you did have a rapper name, it would be my husband. I feel like he's the the creative in the. Well, I I stretch my creative juices a lot of times. That he, my husband, used to be a musician. Um, I think used to. I mean, he he was a musician by profession for like many many years, and so he was actually a musician uh, when we first met, and then he kind of. He put up the guitar for a while um, and went into a different career. Okay, how about this? Just tell us, like, what can we can we listen to some of his music? How do we? Yeah, find that? <laughs> you're always so mad at me. I think it's great. Um, you can. I think it might still be online. Um, it's Jason McMillan. He used to go by uh, J Mac and Friends, and then uh, he also was in a band called Southern Fried Funk for a while, uh, which is oh, funny. So when um. This was back, back several years ago. Uh, I was at one of the companies that I was working for, and um, we were driving uh, with a, a colleague of mine and her husband, and they were actually from Auburn um, and had graduated there. Like I'd known her from years, recruited her to like to come work for us. Um, and so he, in the car, he like puts on like some music, and it was Southern Fried Funk. And my husband's like, uh, <laughs> "This is my band." <laughs> start off he's like oh, what really like i didn't realize that so it's been fun i think that you know those like moments have come up um i think that my like claim to fame for his career because i can't he's his, his career but i i have one little moment so when we lived in alabama uh, I used to consult in the Montgomery public school system. And so I drive up, you know, from Auburn a couple of times a week. And so I was, you know, driving around doing school, the school consulting gigs. They spent a lot of time in the car and I was listening to the radio and they were having this contest for songwriters. And uh, they were like, you know, if you want to enter, like send in some original music. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to like send in a couple songs. Um, so I sent in a couple of his songs. And I didn't tell him until after the fact. I just kind of was like, whoops, I submitted you to this contest. You know, we'll see what happens. And lo and behold, like they they chose him. Um, he went through a couple of like the live rounds and they kept winning. And yeah, he won. Um, it was um, he kind of threw together a band of just guys that he had played with, you know, over the years. And so they played his original songs. And um, we actually got to go to Bonnaroo and he got to play on a Bonnaroo stage. And, you know, we got uh, the artist passes. And so but yeah, we had the best time. And so he always jokes. He's like, yeah, my, my manager for that short, short stint. Uh, and then he's also like, yeah, Nicole, you'll never go back to Bonnaroo. Like that was not, that was not Bonnaroo. Like we were in like the shaded, you know, um, camping site and got like some cool passes for different things. And he's like, yeah, no, he's like, he's like, I've been to Bonnaroo before. That, that's, that's not, the, not the same, but, but yeah. So, um, I maybe my my rapper day would have to be like by proxy of of Jason. Maybe I'd be I'd be uh, Nick Mac or something because he was J Mac. Yeah. Well, how about you think on that, and then we'll we'll, we'll come back to you later. You know, um, Kristen Miller. Her her rapper name has come from one of our learners who um, called her the babysitter. So that her <laughs> rapper name is the babysitter, but it's babysitter like. Oh, uh, with the ah. ah, I like it. JD's rapper name is Milky, Milky White. Um, that's her rapper name. That's that's a childhood rapper. Um, so that's that's been around years and years before I knew her. Uh, mine I've had for ten years is Bayside. I've got a couple, but Bayside, Bayside. is one. Bayside, okay. Given by my friend Ian. All right. Um, are you scared of gators? Gators? 
Uh, I like to keep them at a distance. I wouldn't say I'm like scared of them. Uh, you know, they, I think the stereotype is that they're very frequent in Florida. I honestly probably saw more when I was in Louisiana, depending on like where I was. Um, there are probably other things I'm more scared of than gators. And I, I really do love Marley. Um, she'll like specify if it's like a crocodile or a gator. So I think I've, they've kind of turned a little bit more cute, but I may change my story if I like run up in one on like my backyard or something. No, thanks. I watch Gator Boys and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not into it. Uh, all right. What's your favorite Disney character? Oh, so this is a great question since we just went to Disney and we got to meet all of them. Um, probably, I really always like the strong, like female lead. So I love, um, my, like my mother-in-law really likes, um, Merida from Brave. I've always been a really big Moana fan. I love like the water journey. Um, Marley's kind of like taken on the Moana vibes. She's really into like the Elsa, the Anna. She was referring to herself as Princess Anna while we were at Disney. Uh, and then probably, oh, uh, Tiana also. So I think I've, I always go for like the strong like princesses, not as much like the classic, but like more of like the evolution of the, the princess. You do you. Um, what's the last book you read? Like non-behavior analytic book. <laughs> That's a bad question, <laughs> <laughs> so I have probably three, I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating, three leadership books on my bedside table, <laughs> just, just uh, maybe collecting a little dust, but they're there. And so they, they prompt me that I should probably, um, I should probably open them. Uh, so there's like a Brene Brown one. I think there's um, like an Aubrey Daniels. Like I tried to kind of get like a little, um, of, of a different, um, scope, but, um, that's why you're going to be great for me, Rob, because you're going to make me <laughs> get some, some literature under my belt besides like behavior analytic reading. Readers, uh, or leaders are readers. That's, that's the phrase. Uh, so yeah, reading is always a good thing. And, you know, I like at a point in my career recently, I would say not recently, but maybe five or six years ago, I really stopped reading a lot of behavior analytic work because I wanted to get contrarian perspectives. And I wanted like, I want to learn from like other industries and other disciplines. And so like, even my approach on organizational culture, which is an academic interest of mine, is really influenced by like non-behavior analytic sources. And they're really good sources. You talk to a behavior analyst about what, how like an IO psychologist thinks about culture and, and oftentimes it's much more evolved. So we have a lot to learn in behavior analysis and there's mm -hmm. a lot of good perspectives out there to, um, to learn from. So yeah. All right, my last question. If we were at a coffee pub together at 10 a.m. and I ordered a beer, what would you say, if anything? Would you would you say anything if I ordered a beer at 10 a.m.? I would order a beer with you and cheers to you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Coffee yeah, I always go for the, um, usually like an IPA. IPA is, is my favorite. All right. I, um, I often work out of coffee shops because um, I'm used to it, because every time you start a practice or you start a company, there's usually not an office. So I've sort of become used to, over the last 12 years, working out of coffee shops. And so... Um, there was one coffee shop in Texas that I would work out of and around my, 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 my limit was around, uh, or the earliest I would ever order a beer was about 1030. Um, but, uh, <laughs> not every day, brunch. but that's like a fair, that's a fair time. Brunchy, brunchy beer on a yeah. Tuesday at 1030. Yeah, I can, I can respect that. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, well, hey, look, as promised, we went over. It's going to be 22 minutes, but that's okay. This is good. Um, anything else you want to say to, to the team before I close this thing down? Just that thank thank you all. Thank you all for having me. Um, thank you to Rob and Katie for, you know, taking a chance on me to to come in and, and help really, you know, make things even better than, than they are now because I know they're already pretty fantastic. It's definitely what, what made me want to join the team. I'm just excited to to meet everyone, to learn your names, to learn the clients' names, uh, and just to tell me, you know, what's what's working, what we could, you know, what we're doing really well, what you wish we could be doing, you know, 30, 60, 90, six months and a year from now, um, so that we can really, you know, prioritize those things. Uh, and again, just just thank you for welcoming on. Yeah, we're excited to have you, Nicole. All right, well. Uh... Team, I hope that you enjoy getting to know Nicole a bit. We're gonna uh, we're gonna bring Nicole out at some point in the near future, so you get to meet her in person. Um, but in the interim, this is a good way to get to know her, at least right now. All right, thanks, Nicole. Thanks.